Welcome to the Running for Office as an Online Candidate podcast. In this series, we cover the tips, tricks, and ideas for local political candidates who want to leverage the internet to help win their election. I'm Shane Daly, partner of Daly Professional Web Solutions and Online Candidate. Our guest in this episode started building web pages in the mid-1990s. She has over 20 years' experience in print and web design, and she's worked with hundreds of political campaigns in web design and development. I'm here with Carol Daly, partner of Daily Professional Web Solutions, and my wife. So without further delay, here's the interview. Hi, Carol. Hey, Shane. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. All right. So uh, I think my first question is, what led you to become a web designer? I went to school for journalism, and my last year I was doing an internship at a local newspaper, and I was approached by another student who was older who was working in the college public affairs department. And she wanted to know if I was interested in doing an internship there, working on their department's website. So this was before Dreamweaver, before any of the WYSIWYGs were out there. So I was actually hard coding in their content into the website. So you were making web pages uh, just with straight code? And this was in the mid-90s? Yeah, it was about 1995. So that was my first foray. And then from there, I just started teaching myself. And then once, you know, WYSIWYGs came and you could had, you know, content management systems, it really opened the door for being able to do creative projects. Yeah. And that didn't come for quite a while after that. No. So now working with campaigns and candidates, what do you find are some of the biggest challenges during the process? What I'm finding from uh, potential clients who are calling about our services is that a lot of them have a fear of the unknown. Most have never run for any type of election before, and almost all of them never have done a website. So there's a lot of fear there. Once they get realize that the website is going to be their least stressful part of the campaign, there's a lot more relaxing. And, And it's a key to find someone to help with a website that is going to take that stress level off of you. Right. So a lot of it actually just comes down to uh, process. Yeah. Yeah. So rather than, you know, I have to build a website, how do I do it? If they come to you and they find out that, oh, okay, it's as simple as get me some information and, you know, what colors you want, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So when when talking to these people, some have an idea of what they want to say. They, they know what they're running on. They just don't fully know how to get that online. So when I talk to them and we kind of go over, okay, you're looking for a website. Okay, you're looking for this. You hear the tension go out of their voices and they start relaxing and they realize, okay, this is going to happen. We can get this done. So what, what advice would you have for someone who was looking into or about to start a campaign website? Aside from obviously knowing what you want to say on your website, your content, your message, Basic idea of color schemes is good. And in images, um, graphics can make a website. If you have a lot of text, images can help break up text. You know, images of the candidate. I call some action shots when they're out and about. If you have something like that. Some people have, if you know, areas, uh, locale images that they put into the website. Those might not seem very important. Obviously, your messaging is the most important thing. But these add to your messaging. Right. So a lot of people will, as far as if they say they want a logo or colors, they'll give you an example of other sites that they see that they like. Yeah. um, Little Chinese menu. I like the colors of A and the logo of B and the layout of C. 
Absolutely. Uh, some clients will see stuff I've already done and like elements of different sites, whether it be the colors, whether it be a logo or partial of the logo, whether it be fonts. Others will show me sites that we haven't done um, and say, you know what, I kind of like how this looks. I kind of like how they've done this. And then I replicate that, you know, using our system. Some people have no idea what they want to do. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes they just give me a basic rundown of what they want, whether it just be colors. And I've been able to put together something that um, represents what their campaign's about. And other times they have no idea other than maybe red and blue. And I've been able to create something that they're really happy with. Getting back to photographs, I know early on, many years ago, I know the screen widths weren't as wide and it was, you know, basically most websites had like a photograph of the candidate's headshot in it. And that was pretty much it. It seems that photography has gotten to be much, much more important, especially with the layouts that I've seen in the last year or two. Large wide images seem to be very important. So would you recommend they can get a, a good library of various shots ahead of time that helps? Yes. And they don't have to be like, you don't have to say, oh, I'm going to hand you a panoramic shot. It can just be, you know, if you're doing a candidate and they're standing, I have, a, I have one, I had one client, he was sitting on a bench, but it was, a, the shot was taken farther back. So there was a lot of background in the image. You can crop it to make it look panoramic. So it goes edge to edge on the screen. I've had other clients, you know, send me photos from their camera and you can take really great photos from your camera as long as you have good lighting. Light is vital to, to taking a really good shot. Without good lighting, it's dark, it's pixelated, it does not reproduce well. Advice I give to some clients, especially when they're doing it just a headshot, is make sure your shoulders aren't cut off by the frame. You know, if you're having a photographer do it and they're giving you, you know, your photos for, for your campaign, have some shots where your shoulders are not cropped off because if someone's removing the background and your arm is lobbed off, it's going to look really weird. So I can, I've on an instance created shoulders and sometimes it comes out really well. You can't tell the difference. Other times it's a, not as good. That really depends on the quality of the photo. But if you can give your designer a good variety of photos, right? that can, you know, that can really help. Yeah. I've noticed that sometimes there'll be a great shot, but then the, yeah, it's, it's either cut too short where a shoulder's lopped off on the left or the right and, and your left, you have to align it one side or the other in order to make it work. And uh, I can see how that could be difficult. We've been doing this for a number of years now. I think we started way back in like 04. So there's been, there's been a lot of changes in how websites are made and how they look and just a whole bunch of technical things. But what do you think are some of the biggest changes you've seen uh, since we've started? The biggest change since we, when we started I've seen is the attitude to needing a website. When we started in 2004, people would ask me, well, why do I need a campaign website? Why should I spend the money on a campaign website? No one saw the value. In fact, when, our, when we got into this, we actually did a website for a friend. Right. And it was, it was revolutionary. No one in our area had ever done a campaign website. So she was really successful with it. In fact, her opponent spent a lot of money on two really bad websites, but it helped her. Not everyone saw that. Then about 2008, after that presidential election, 
people saw the value. They saw, wow, I can raise money. I can raise a little bit of money. I can raise a lot of money. I can get my message out there. And most campaign websites don't have to be an arm and a leg. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars on a campaign website, especially for a small local race. Even in larger races, you don't have to. So what I've seen is that people see the value now. And the question I get before it was, why should I get a campaign website? Now it's, why should I use you for a campaign website? Right, yes. And between that and now everybody knows all about social media and there seems to be a lot less, uh, at least in the people I talk to, a lot less learning curve as far as people knowing about online advertising and online marketing for political campaigns. Of course, everybody's been inundated with that for the last few years with social media and banners and all that sort of thing. I have one last question for you, Carol. What was the most interesting site you worked on? Any, any particular one that? Yes. There was. Um, it wasn't for an, a real election. However, it was the coolest thing I've ever done. I was approached by a production company for a web series called Web Therapy by, for Lisa Kudrow. And they were looking for a website to be made for um, a plot in the story. I remember that. And so they sent me uh, Victor Garber's headshot. And I created a just a front page for them, and they screenshotted or however they, they accessed it. And we were featured in one of the episodes, and it was just the coolest thing I've I remember ever that. Done. Yeah, the, the website actually appeared on the screen they were looking at. Was it, was it a live site, or was it just an image? Oh, it could have been an image, right? I think they probably just – they could have done an image. I, I did a, um, a dummy site. Right. on our server um so they could have either at you know and i gave them the link so they could have even had it live on the screen or they um i think it might have even been live because if i'm not mistaken they scrolled down on it yeah to look at it because we just they sent me copy too it was right. like you know one page oh yeah i remember and it also it was kind of funny because they wanted to give you credit so they wanted you to put our logo on the top of the page. Yeah, I felt was... weird about that, but it's still cool. They, I mean, that was how they gave us credit, but sure. that was still cool. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't. I mean, you couldn't really see it that well, but I mean, yeah. Oh, was... I saw it. Oh, of course <laughs> I you did. saw yeah. it. But it was, and I pointed it out to everyone I know. <laughs> yeah, that was. I remember that. That was that was interesting. All right, I don't want to keep you from anything else you have to do, uh, so I'll just say thank you for stopping by down here and chatting with me. Thank you for chatting with me as well. All right, and I'll see you in a little bit. I'll see you later. All right, bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I went back to look up the Showtime Web Therapy episode where our prop website appeared. It was in Season 2, Episode 1, way back in 2012. So this wraps up our episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website at onlinecandidate.com where you'll find articles, resources, and information about our campaign website marketing services. If you call, you can even speak with Carol directly. If you like this podcast, you might want to check out her book, Running for Office as an Online Candidate, available at onlinecandidate.com and amazon.com. Mm-hmm.